Welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe, the podcast series for beginner web developers and general web enthusiasts. Now, introducing your show hosts, Michael Budd, Fraser Hart, Lewis Keynes, and Ed Mann. Hello and welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe, um, the podcast series for all potential budding web devs slash people who are in web dev slash people who just like listening to random people talk about stuff to do with the web yep. and their lives. Can you repeat that sentence? My name is Ed and I'm joined this evening, this lovely Sunday evening by the lovely Fraser Hart. Hello. And the lovely Lewis Keynes. Hello. And they Good both evening. seem to be wearing very warm jumpers today. It's cold outside, man. It's cold like outside. Degrees or something, but is it, it warm inside, though? It's very warm inside, yeah. It is here. Happy yeah. New Year, guys. Yes, my, Happy New Year to you too, sir. My, my Have we recorded one? We've I think recorded, this is my first one this year. No, no we, we recorded one last week, um, but Lou wasn't on, so this is the first one that Lou's been on. Right. It's my first one for about Welcome month. to 2015, Lewis. Well, thank you very much. How's it treating you? My 2015 has started, um, what's the... What's the word? Deceptively quietly. Deceptively. I'm under I'm under no illusions of it remaining that way. Certainly this week, my I think my busy working year is is about to commence because I think I'm getting briefed on about four things tomorrow. So Ooh. before I know it, it's going to be 2016. I think. <laughs> but it's good. That's and you'll still I'm be waiting for me. clients to come back to you with content because that's oh, what possibly, they do. Well, this is this is good. I think two or three of the things. I think I'm, I've got everything I need to go through to a finish. So really, that's good. That's yeah, done. and rare. That never happens. So yeah, no, that's good. And uh, yeah, so I've got about four things on the go. They're all, uh, I think, two to start, two brand new ones to start, two that my boss has now got feedback and content and things that he can feed back into me. So yeah, I'm ready to rock and roll tomorrow. Sweet. So, any? Can you uh, spill any of the deets on him? Any of them, or are they all under wraps? Uh, I'm trying to think. What are they? One one of them is a landscaping thing coming up. Ooh, are Quite you going to be using your framework for this? I don't know. I, uh, I'm thinking about it. I'm. I'm yeah, we'll, we'll come to that. I guess. No, Ooh, I'm still. I'm still, I'm still. Are we coming to this in I'm the still, podcast. You uh... possibly. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm still. I'm still using it. and I'm still developing it. I'm building a CMS with it, which is going well. But I've just run into some difficulties with it recently, and been been doing a lot of um, learning and stuff this year. That's just making me rethink of. A few things, so uh, I don't know whether I'm going to continue with it or not, but we'll we'll get to that. Okay, very nice. And Fraser, how's your week been? My week has been very good, thank you. Um, London's still treating you well? I'm loving it, yeah. No, it's really, really good. Um, so this week, I've been working on a bonus game for a slot game. Ooh. So you know when you play like slot, it's like slot machines and mm. stuff, and then you get like three wild things and you go off onto like a separate bonus game and then that's where all the money starts coming in i've been working on a game well one of those games using a framework called phaser js if you're oh, familiar with that no. what is that? Go, that's actually yeah it's been really confusing because like obviously i've got a bit of an unusual not an unusual name but not a very common name and then because we've started using this phaser Oh, Phaser um, and Phaser. Phaser, yeah, P-H-A-S-E-R. So, yeah, whenever the guys behind me are talking, having discussions about Phaser, every time I hear like, Phaser, I'm like, oh, You're like not hello, me. Me? Oh, it's not me. But yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so I've been working on this Phaser thing, and it's, it's it basically allows you to, to pretty easily build HTML5 games in Canvas at stroke WebGL. Nice. It will basically select the correct renderer based on your... Um, on, on your browser or your device and it'll feed it out either in yeah, WebGL or in HTML5 and that's been really really interesting so I did a, a couple of days worth of tutorials on that and then went straight into building the game and it's, it's coming along really really good wow. um, and we're also using another plugin called Dragon Bones which is something that plugs into Flash so what that's letting 
the graphics guys do is basically they actually draw the animation within Flash and then export it through this Dragon Bones plugin. So what you get from, from Dragon Bones and Flash is you'll get like a sprite sheet with all the different assets of the character. So say, for instance, they were animating a, a dragon, mm. which is like the standard way of, of the, the character of Dragon Bones anyway, which is what they kind of do the tutorials with. Um, so if you export this dragon, have him like walking or dancing or something, it will basically extract all the individual assets so like the head and the arms and the elbows and the fingers and the toes and the eyes and the eyebrows and stuff, and it'll put that into a separate sprite sheet. And then you'll get two pieces of JSON. So you'll get a piece of JSON which kind of describes the sprite sheet. So it will say, okay, from X position 0 to X position 82 and Y position 0 to Y position 54. And then the box around that, that's the, the area for the head so that Phaser knows that that's where the head, head icon is. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So you've got all the individual parts within the single sprite sheet, so it keeps the, the load times yeah, down and stuff. Yeah, one, one request, and that's exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. And then there's a separate JSON, which basically is the, the kind of description of all the animations. So the, the, the graphics guys will say, okay, well, here's a, an animation of the dragon dancing. So they'll have a whole list of stuff under, like, dance or whatever, and then it'll have all like, the kind of the positions of where it has to tween the, so the various they, body they parts to. So they build it in Flash then? So it doesn't export as flash. Yeah, so it's it's created in flash, but you don't get any you don't have to you don't have you don't to use do flash to actually yeah. So it spits out stuff. Yeah, it spits out it spits out two pieces of JSON and a PNG. Wow. Which is is just awesome, yeah. So all the animation is kind of done by the graphics guys, so I don't need to worry about okay, well like ten seconds. Yeah, you kinda of have to work that out. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's really, really cool. Um I'm so just looking at it online, good. yeah. The dragon bones and phaser. Yeah. Phaser jet wow. Got yeah, cool websites as well. Phaser's website's awesome, man. Yeah. It's really, really cool. Like, so, so just the graphics. With this, are... with this then, so is this kind of like a framework then uh, to build, as you say, like build these HTML5 games? It and is, yeah. So it's got physics them. engines and stuff in there. Wow. So you can you can apply, if you put a character or a, or a sprite or something, or they call them sprites, for like stuff that you want to apply physics to. So you can apply, you can put a graphic on the screen as a sprite, and then you can apply you can apply physics there's like three different physics engines but I've only been working on arcade which is like the basic low level one because we don't need for what I'm building we don't need fancy physics and stuff cool. and then you can kind of it, it automatically programs all your collisions and your your gravity and all this wow. kind of stuff and it's, it's really really cool so you can just say okay I want to put an image here and within the game engine I want to apply gravity of 1.5 which is which will be like 1.5 times the earth's gravity so obviously it'll fall Wow, fall that, and then it'll it'll fall, and if you don't have anything underneath, it will just fall off the screen. But if you have like a a wall or a a sprite that it's going to land on, and you can have you can like set collisions up for that, so when it hits that, it knows what to do, and, and it jumps like, back up maybe. Or yeah, does... it's really cool. Yeah, wow. really, really cool, and a lot simpler than than you think it would be. Um, so. Yeah, and, and this is all written in JavaScript. I see that they've actually got a JavaScript. Ty- yeah, they got a TypeScript guide as well, which is quite cool. I've not seen that actually. So TypeScript, Java is well. It's so strange. You've got PureScript, TypeScript, and JavaScript. JavaScript is like you know, obviously our bread and butter, lovely. Yeah. And then you've got this preprocessor called TypeScript and yep. um, PureScript, and they are pretty much a typed equivalent. So you can use types in them. Like strong, yep. it's a strictly typed language. Ah. Okay. Um, well, PureScript is actually a bit different. I think PureScript is more like Haskell, but that's pretty cool that they actually allow you to use yeah that as well. So. Wow, how how are you enjoying JavaScript, by the way? I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's, is it is, is like, it nice being away from PHP and the back end and just it really is. Yeah, but I'm kind of the, my big concern is well, it's not even a big concern. It's kind of because I, I really enjoy the front end and it's where I'm strongest anyway. Um, but my only concern is if I'm away from PHP for so long, then I'll, no. I'll lose it or not lose it, but not get you? it. I mean, exactly. Start, yeah, I mean, this is the thing. You've kind of got the best now. You can just start using all the hipster cool things. Yeah, like I've not touched Node.js yet, and I don't think in in my current role anyway, I don't think I'll ever get a chance to, to use that just because it is purely front end. Um, 
but yeah, I love it. Like the That's new so job, cool. just it's fantastic. Just right thinking life. people are favouring Node over Ruby, aren't they? Uh, well, I don't know. Java, yeah, it's because of Java, JavaScript, isn't it? Really, I mean, everyone loves JavaScript now. Yeah. And like, I mean, with, with JavaScript, so how's your development flow then? What, what do you do then? You, do you develop in raw, uh, in raw JavaScript, pure JavaScript, or do you just have pre-processing like CoffeeScript? No, I don't use any, or no one in the office uses CoffeeScript. They said if you want to use CoffeeScript, you can use CoffeeScript if you want, but I'm, yeah, I'm just, I've, oh, I've never touched CoffeeScript. I, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, it you might as well learn JavaScript and, you know, yeah. any of these extra layers you can learn. Yeah. And when, but it's good to know the actual what's happening under the hood. The, no, the definitely, magic, yeah. Um, so we use or kind of we're not using any CSS processes yet, but I'm kind of introducing or I say introducing like when I'm my boss is happy for me to kind of run with and, and push things in any direction that he th- or I think could benefit the business. So I'm kind of I've started using less and SAS and stuff on a couple of projects going like that I've been working on, um, and they're using like Grunt and and, and everything and, and Jasmine and testing and stuff. So testing is going to be something that we're going to be spending a lot of time yeah because i'm wondering how you test these games like how they that's the thing yeah there's a couple of i think is it phantom js which is a testing platform which actually physically goes and yeah because you can actually like yeah it has like it's a a headless web client isn't it webkit client that's right yeah run these things and see what they output and how they work that's right yeah so at the moment we're not using that at the moment because testing something that's fairly new on the front end for, for the company but they're using jasmine to test because most of the stuff is written in backbone so we're using jasmine to test the view logic and the model logic but obviously you can't test the the templates with that but you can test that okay well this is supposed to go off and get this data back yeah. so giving these parameters and, and what have you so it's kind of really good and then you've used jenkins for for building and deployment and stuff i guess yep so it's really nice on the jenkins dashboard saying okay well the last time this was built you've got like a little orange light which means that like 50 percent of the tests have passed or 50 percent coverage of the test scripts and stuff so it's trying to get like all the green lights and stuff which is uh, and it's that, interesting is that testing use the jasmine stuff so it, loads it is up. yeah That's yeah cool. so there's a That's there's cool. a grunt file that that every time we compile it runs through this through this grunt file so it's got like js lint and css lint and stuff and um, and it runs through the Jasmine test scripts as well. So if anything fails there, then it won't build and it won't. You, you can't make a release from it if it doesn't pass the, cool. the, the and, testing. And then, and then I suppose this, this then dumps out and deploys like a nice minified, exactly know, yep. uglified version that you can yep. then just set up, up the well, you know, push to the server or whatever, exactly, how you deploy yeah. it. Yeah, which is really good. And it, it does the image oh, optimization image optimization yeah, as well yes yeah, so it, it strips sprites, all the kind yeah. of all the crap out of yep. out of pngs and jpegs nice. and stuff it's not necessary for the view but yeah it's awesome i love it that's um, so cool gulp, man gulp does that gulp gulp's got quite a few things like that yes well. it has yeah we're actually we're or my boss was saying well can we have a look at gulp because the the, the grunt file that we've been or the kind of the standard grunt file we've been using is a bit it's a bit convoluted and a, a little bit kind of messy and there's a lot of stuff in there that we don't need. So we said, well, if we're going to kind of be looking at changing this a little bit, then we might as well look at alternatives like yeah, Gulp. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, what, like I think Gulp's brilliant. I'm, I use yeah. Gulp on everything now. Yeah, it is really cool, isn't it? Because you just stick everything in a file, get it running, and then forget about it. Just crack yeah. on and it no, compiles really cool. and does everything. Yeah, and I was actually using CodeKit as well because like, I've got my CodeKit license personally. So when I was developing this this kind of this bonus game for the this slot game or I still am developing it I was running the just for the live reload 
and it's absolutely awesome man like so i had like an ipad and an android phone and an iphone and some other thing and then obviously my web browser and stuff so as soon as you save it pipes out to everything so like you see like this screen reloads this screen reloads this screen reloads this screen reloads that must make development so much easier oh it really is and plus it looks so awesome because you're like yeah i'm a real dev you know no reloading no f5 in this man no control command r yeah, no, so that's really cool. Um, and then we start, or we've we've joined a, a five side league in Shoreditch. Really? <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's good fun, but I'm the worst. I, I'm, I, I was going to I don't remember you ever saying you were a football fan. No, I'm a terrible football <laughs> player, and I'm not much of a football fan, but it's really good fun, because like, I just enjoy the competitiveness of yeah, it. Yeah, just like have a bit of exercise and stuff. Yeah, no, it's really cool, man. But yeah, we played our first game on Thursday, and <laughs> we got beat 22. <laughs> No. In did, a you four, sc- did you score a, a goal? Four, no, I didn't score a goal. Oh, I spent most of no. my time in, in, in goal. <laughs> Getting which is, scored on. Yeah, which oh. is a bit sounds, of a sounds like on. you had a good game. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, no, man. it was really good fun, but I am like I've not played football. I, I played for a five side team for a company I was working for over ten years ago. And then so that was the last time I ever kicked a ball. And then before that it was probably at school when I was like fourteen or fifteen. Uh, so I'm, so I'm still just, fresh in your mind then I'm oh, horribly yeah. bad at football but it was it was awesome fun had a great time you don't, you don't, you don't like trip over the ball or anything do you oh I had a worse one than that like I managed to like this one time I managed to tackle this fella and I was like well proud of myself and there was no one around me so the ball was like laying there and I could have just like had a smack it was like me the ball and the goalkeeper swung at the ball completely missed it <laughs> oh so, no I was like unbelievable because like everyone yeah and uh, yeah did so you, I, had, I still had enough time for another swipe at it had another swipe and I was like a little bit off balance, so that's my excuse for missing it the second time anyway. And then, yes, yeah, someone came around. No, you didn't miss it again. Yeah, no. but I was off balance from the first one because I had to like kind of speed up. I was like, oh crap, like got to get my foot back and have another swing. And then, yeah, that happened and I missed and someone ran off of the ball. I'm just thinking of that viral video that's been going around. I've seen it on Facebook, the guy on the treadmill that the um, the good looking woman walks past and he checks her out and he loses his feet <laughs> oh, on the yes. treadmill. <laughs> Falls it over and as she turns around, he saves it by making it look like doing he's doing press What did you do in that situation to try and make it look cool? I don't think there was any way I could have made it look cool. By that time, we'd been playing with them for about 20 minutes, so they knew how poor we were. So how, yeah, how, like, um, how many goals as long as you were didn't you kick in? yourself in the head that, that time. <laughs> yeah. oh, how many, how many were I, was I in goal for? Yeah. Was I'd it... say six. That's not too bad then. Yeah. Like, it wasn't you. You know, it was an even distribution of like yeah. each of you kind of. Yeah, but it was, no, it was good fun, but I'm crap at football. It's just fun just doing something. Oh, it I is, guess. Yeah. yeah. It certainly sounds like you're loving the new life. Yeah, the there. London life, sir. It London is really life. good, yeah. It is really good. Um, I am enjoying it. Yeah, it was nice kind of like looking out. Like, there was a, it's going to sound so lame, but it was like a lovely sunset like over the city. Oh, and stuff. Man, like, that's see, cool. like, you can see like the shard and the wheel and yeah. stuff. It's cool, yeah, really cool. Oh, that's but, um, awesome, yeah, dude. no, it's all going good. Good stuff, man. Um, how, um, how are you, Ed? How's your? What's going on at your uh, job? Yeah, going really well, thanks. Uh, what was I doing this week? Um, lots of like little bits, PHP stuff. Um, at the end of the week, I actually got the chance to look at React JS, Facebook's huh? thing, uh, which looks pretty cool. Uh, we're doing a couple of projects in that, and I thought, well, best off actually having a look into yep. it and seeing what it actually does and stuff. And yeah, this is on the PHP conference, aren't they doing a? Well, because it's a bit weird, because you've got React PHP, which is like the event loop thing, which is the back-end stuff, which is tries to like do non-blocking I.O. and all that stuff. But then you've got React.js, which is Facebook's framework for front-end views and stuff. And the way that they kind of... That, what happened like a couple of years ago, like 2011, when they made like a massive shift in their chat system from... Because it was very messy. Well, that's what they say. It was very messy beforehand. Yeah. And then they thought, well, they need to fix this up. And the way they got around that was like implementing this idea 
which instead of being like bi-directional in um, like their communication with, with the actual views, so the views would talk to the models and vice versa, it would actually be that it goes through this unidirectional one way. And what you do is you kind of re-render, it sounds weird, but so your state is all stored in these in objects. So you have a state pretty much that you're in. And the view literally just takes that state and displays it, mm-hmm. which sounds, you know, interesting, you know, so, but conceptually, so, you know, say like you're, how would I explain it? So you'd like to, you know, maybe you're bouncing a ball on the screen. And normally what you would do is you would bounce that ball. You would actually, you know, go in and say, you know, minus the CSS and, you know, the state would actually be in the DOM while you're doing it. Using something like uh, React, what you do is you actually, you, you store that state actually represented abstracted out and then you just have these render methods saying okay render the state now render the state now and then it will slowly do it and what you can then do is you can it really makes it simple because you know that i can render a state at any time without having this weird dom storing state as well and all this funky stuff it also means you can actually render this stuff because it uses a virtual dom actually on the server as well which works quite well which is quite spiffy and it also is like it's also a hell of a lot easier like in certain cases because say like facebook's one was like their chat system so you know you'd have like a notification and when a message came in it would have to you know maybe like highlight the person's like name on the chat message it would have to add another one like a one or two you know add increment the little notification unread notifications flash up something maybe change you know other things and there was so much going on that you know this idea of being able to know exactly what happens at a certain time is really beneficial that and there's like a really good article that i picked up which it's it's website you may enjoy actually fraser with like the javascript Mm -hmm. stuff it's called scotch io okay and like it's there's a lot of good tutorials on there to do a javascript stuff and this one's really quite cool because it actually builds a real-time twitter stream with node and react and it uses socket io it uses um well express like with node.js and stuff so really Mm -hmm. interesting stuff yeah. Um, also, another thing was ES6, which is fa- the new JavaScript standard yeah. that we're coming out. And I, I, I'm pretty—I mean, I'm not up to date with JavaScript stuff at all, but started to look into it all again. And the, some of the stuff that's coming in ES6 is so cool. Yeah. Um, a couple of like nice sugar syntax stuff, like the arrow syntax, where you can have a shorthand for quickly making like method, um, like simple functions, like it's easy for predicates and stuff, and mapping and stuff like that classes which you get classes now which is just really is just kind of like syntactic sugar for like the prototypical way that you do stuff in javascript but it allows us to think of things in classes which looks cool um other things deconstructing that's so cool so the ability to be able to like you do pattern matching and and you'll find all this and you'll be able to like use this stuff when it eventually comes in like this is the trouble i mean i don't know about your like what is your kind of base case browser for javascript stuff where you um, now. it's I, I do all my dev in chrome so it's probably chrome which obviously isn't the safest thing in the world because <laughs> <laughs> it's good and everything else is i not mean good. some of the stuff because because some of the stuff actually um that, that you know uh es6 has now you can actually pre-process and go back down to ES6, uh, es5 so right. some of the cool syntactic sugar stuff you could actually use and there's actually pre-processes that then say okay yeah you you want actually to compile this into es5 that's cool yep. we can then dev you you know ship your version it actually works yeah so some of the stuff that you can get now you can actually use already um another like modules so they've been able to solve the issue with um like because i don't know because uh, you know like common js and then amd 
and the way yep, that you yep. kind of yeah you kind of like store modules and how you kind of store like class you know not classes but you know code um they've kind of come up with a new a different way for that it looks very similar to python's way actually of doing things um which is quite cool and then also generators which um shameless plug i did a streams php generator uh blog post uh, this week and yeah so you can do generators and stuff which is very cool which allows you to make kind of like infinite lists iterables without having to implement the iterable interface which is so nice and clean and yeah that's about it really for me boom as usual i'm smiling and nodding (laughs) (laughs) um but no lou so you say you have a topic that you would like to talk about that we kind of hinted at at the beginning of the podcast it's well yeah i guess so in some ways but one of the um the things that i've started to do for like a bit of a new year's resolution thing is really go back into my learning and make sure I'm making time for that because I'd, be, I'd lost a lot of, I hadn't spent as much time kind of learning new bits and stuff recently. And I've, I've just been, I've, well, first, the first thing I did was I bought a load of courses on udemy.com. Yeah, you said that today, you said there was, was like a special offer or something. You kind Oh, of... it was, it was, I mean, I don't know what they normally are, whether it was all just good salesmanship or something, but there were a load of courses, some of them like $500 courses all, all down to $10 and stuff. So I just bought like five or six of them and yeah. uh, did the, the Symphony one that I bought is outdated now, unfortunately. So I'm doing one on Tux Plus, but there's a Node one, which um, which I'm yet to start. Yep. Um, there's a Photoshop one because I think Photoshop's amazing, and I, and I and I find it. Fr- I have to use it a lot, but my skills on it aren't as good as I'd like them to be. So I just yep. decided, right, I want to. It's a whole I different wanna, world, isn't it? Yeah, I, I just decided I want to be awesome on Photoshop, and I just want to be able to do whatever I want to do, and you know, at that moment. Yeah. So. I'm following this thing, and it's got a bit of freelance advice on it from this guy that's been freelancing, uh, freelance web designer for stuff. Because I'm, I'm getting more and more interested in the design side of things. Because I, I work for a design company anyway, and um, in discussions with them, they want me to take more interest in the and play more of a part in the design process of Ooh, the website. That's cool. Which makes sense and is in my interest because I'm, you know, we don't have a front and back end team. I'm literally the yep. only guy there doing it. So. It's in my interest to to be building my knowledge with that sort of thing, and design isn't something that's come that's ever come naturally to me. Because you're so, a developer, that, that I'm is exactly the same. <laughs> like, like if someone gives me, yeah, it's just a painful process trying to even think of what might look good, let alone actually make a like a visual representation well, of yeah, it in Photoshop. You're first staring at just that blank, blank white screen. Yep. Like, where do you where do you even start? Yeah, I find I find when I when I'm given a website to do, I can often like improve on it quite well. And I and I've kind of developed a reasonable eye from from working there on you know what to do with websites to make them work a bit better and things like that. But starting from scratch, no, it's a it's a bit of a bit of a non-starter with me for some yep. reason. But so yeah, so I've been working towards that, and um, there's an Angular one that I'm going to do as well. I'm I awesome. absolutely love the stuff I've seen on Angular. I've actually I've absolutely loved, and I I haven't done enough of it yet to 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 be at the point to bring it into an actual project. Yep. So. Eventually, I'm going to get to that. But the the um, in the evenings, I've been coming home. I've been doing a lot of um, Jeffrey Way's tutorials on Laracast, okay. and not not much of the actual specific Laravel stuff. But he's been doing some really good series on um, design patterns and solid principles and stuff like that. So I've been looking at those a lot. They're, there's they're not something. It's not something that I'd really looked at in that much detail before. Yep. But now I've kind of been going through those and getting an idea of what's going on with them and stuff. I've I realise like particularly like in the framework that I've been making, how many holes in it there are and how how it could be so much better. And part of me would really love to go back to it, back to scratch and start over with it again. And the other half of me is thinking, well, where would I get the time to do that? 
that is the issue, all, isn't it? We're all like busy balancing now. it out. But um, learning symphony, particularly, I just I think it's amazing. The, even just like building one small app that I've done so far with it, I can I can completely see why why it still is. Well, one of the main top framework. I think Laravel yeah. is currently top, but Laravel is. Symphony, written, pretty much, yeah, isn't it? Oh God, of, uh, I've probably components. offended about a million people by saying that, but <laughs> Taylor Rockwell openly admits that anyway, doesn't he? Well, I mean, it is like uh, yeah, built a lot on the components, and then I think it's as you say, like it's kind of solving a different need. But like, yeah. I mean, there was one thing I remember you saying, like when you were playing with Symphony before, and it was kind of like all the configuration options you have to set up and everything. Have you kind of like got I, over I that? Or last last time I tried to do it, I don't think my my OOP understanding was at the level it is now, so I found it a lot more simple this time round. And I'm not quite so unused to working with YAML files and stuff. Although there are there are different ways of doing it, aren't there? That, you don't have that to is the thing. Like you can use YAML, you can use XML, you can use straight up PHP. And it gives you all those anna- options. Annotation things as well. Yeah, like in Doctrine, you can then because I mean that you've been playing with Doctrine, I guess, like with the tutorials, like being able to work out, like you know, you can use annotations, you can use YAML for that as well, outside of it, and yeah. It, just the whole workflow of object-oriented programming. I'm just, I'm just really starting to start. My understanding of it's starting to to get a lot better. And there's things like dependency injection and um, inheritance and stuff like that. And I'm trying to kind of get to the bottom of right. Am I inheriting things too much now? Should I be using more dependency injection and things like that? Does it? Do I really need to know about this in this class? Is this? You know, am I giving this class too much responsibility if I give it yeah. this and? Is there a better way of abstracting something? Yeah, it's really cool, yeah. isn't it? I mean, is the idea to try and avoid inheritance wherever possible? Or... Uh, you know I what? Mean, yeah, it... I suppose it goes in and out of fashion. I mean, a lot of people do do inheritance, but then it can kind of be a smell because you're kind of, you're, you're giving it too much responsibility. If yeah, you know, exactly. It's like me saying inherit, you know, everything. It's like Maybe, I, I don't know, like a fictitious class that needs to do something. Oh, that class has got it. Let's inherit from it, even though I don't need to do anything else. It's like, well, maybe your abstraction isn't right. Maybe you need to inject this in. Maybe you even need to think of maybe that thing it needs to do needs to be abstracted out from that class because it needs to be yeah. using this class as well. It's its own responsibility. And it is an art, isn't it? Like knowing how to structure projects and oh, how to. It's so, yeah. And it's so kind of. There's no right way because it changes. And a lot of like the thing is, is that, you know, it will be right. You've designed something and it'll be right for now. But, you know, maybe five months down the line when you've added a lot more stuff and the client asks for something different, it's going to be wrong. And yeah. it's kind of like this never ending goal of like perfection, but you never actually get there because yeah. things change. And it's all about trade offs. It's all about, you know, will this work for this way? You know, and, you know, you can kind of try to predict the future. I mean, the Yagni thing, you ain't going to need it. It's like, you know, it's developed. <laughs> I've not heard that one. <laughs> no, That's me either. Cool, like, um, you know, we think to ourselves, oh, you know, um, you know, I think we're developers. We kind of either, we, 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 we very much kind of go by the way of the dry principle, which is, you know, the don't repeat yourself. And you're like, oh, no. but That's you know, like rule number one, isn't it? Rule number Just one, exactly. Sure. And you don't repeat yourself. So you make all these abstractions because you don't want to repeat yourself for this one thing. And then you're like, actually... I could just repeat myself in this one instance because actually it, the trade-off of it is too much. You know, this code is now so much more confusing for someone who's comes in. You know, again, maybe I would abstract it out if it needs to be done again. You know, like you, you kind of, if you say, oh, I've hit this code too much time here. You know, I've copied that too many times. Let's let's extract that out, you know, and it depends on where you abstract it out into a service, whether you abstract it out into a private method, whether you abstract it out 
you know, into its own abstraction itself, which then needs its own stuff. So it all really does depend. And it's kind of beautiful a bit, like weird, like weirdly beautiful and weirdly satisfying when you do kind of design something that you feel solves the problem and expresses the problem in a good way. But like we were saying, like, um, you know, like yesterday, Lou, when we were talking, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, one person could think it's still going the right way. The other person think it's done the wrong way. And it's about kind of, you know, both of you, you know, people working together to solve that problem. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, you know, teamwork and stuff like, you know, there was been a couple of things on Twitter, you know, where people kind of over kind Twitter of critique. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of critique people's uh, code over, you know, the Twitters. And, you know, I mean, yeah. But is, it, is it always done trying to be helpful or is it the person think, doing it trying to make themselves look I like think, the, I think it's the, always the that, almighty, yeah. it's, it's I a, know everything? It's and, that kind of the, the yin and yang of constructive criticism to con- destructive criticism where, you know, you're just saying it because you want to feel high and mighty, whereas you're not actually helping the problem. And yeah, it, it's very much kind of, you know... The one of the one track. of the symphony tutorials I was doing, the whole part, first part of it was going on about using PSR two, I think it was, and I started messing around with that, and I was like, well, I can understand everyone wants to recognise what the code looks like, but tab spaces, everything does. Are people really hung up on that? Like um, the actual, I think people, yeah. yeah, you get religious on little things because the big things are too hard to solve. So they like doing, you know what I mean? Like they think because because I, I use underscore. Yeah. I don't use camel case. I use underscores, and I'm guessing I, I should snap out of that. Like well, now, no, I mean, <laughs> I use underscores on classes, and I use camel case on IDs generally. Like or for for CSS rules, I use I use underscores, and for anything that I touch with JavaScript, I'll yeah. Yeah, this this is like the weird crossroads I'm at now. I've kind of got. A framework and a CMS that I've put so much time and effort into, and I'm really proud of it. And a lot of the stuff it does is really good. But I'm aware, like now, that it's kind of a mix match of I don't know, maybe thirty percent from the last two three months of code, which is probably quite good and much better than stuff I have been writing. But then everything from where I built it from scratch before I kind of my fundamental knowledge improved is. You know, there's probably... But that's a valuable learning resource, though. Oh, I mean, it really is. is. I mean, that's a thing in itself where you could actually teach people, you know, this is the way I did it, this is the way I do it now, and the reasons why. And yeah. and, the next, yeah. you know, and it's quite nice because then a year down the line, if you're still using the framework, you can see how much it's changed as well because, you know, of, of yeah. things, you know, it shows you how much you've progressed then, how much you've learned because you think your code's crap, you know, from a, a year ago or something. Well, the real, the yeah. real do- the real dilemma I've got is is ethically like should I be using it in production at the moment when when I know it's not quite right and I know well, that I then, need to then go back. But then I back suppose and... it's kind of like the trade offs of is it well, what's it, it, well, it's, it's, does it do right, what it needs to do? Yeah, does it, it do works, what it needs yeah, to do, but... or does it? Because it, it's the difference between does it do what it needs to do, or does it not? Does it do what it needs to do, but not the way you want to do it now? If that yeah. makes sense, like it's it's just the fact that I know that. I know the code's not as good as it could be, and I know that. I think, but then I, think, I know I know that I can see the obvious areas where I've had to hack round things like inheritance and and things like that to make it work, which obviously aren't ideal. But and, see that that's like the th- there's they call it technical debt, which is code that you know's not good, like you you know that's not good, but you know projects do have technical debt. You do a percentage of you know of code in every code base, which is technical debt, which is you know technical things that you've done which you could say it's like a debt really where you know like you're in debt you know for something you know that you're kind of 
doing something naughty. We're well, not really naughty, really, with money, you know, like give it, you know, taking, getting something for nothing, um, you know, and you know that you're going to have to go back to it eventually. Mm. But I think all projects have that. I, I don't think there's ever going to be a project unless the, it's the project which has no load lines of code is going to be the best project because. <laughs> How how actively do you do you kind of think about all seven solid principles when you're when you're um, coding, or do you, do you do you actively have all seven in mind all the time, or do you just what, so, mainly uh, focus is, on is a the couple? F- or? Five, isn't there? So I say seven. Yeah, I can. That's count. Right. Um, oh, sorry, I, I meant the, seven, seven. the OSI model. If we were the other seven layers What's of that, I think seven for. Sorry, um, yeah. I you, I think of it a lot actually. I mean, the one we think of the most is the single responsibility principle. Mm. Um, you know, and then. Yeah, it, it goes from there, and then you've got the open close principle. There's a couple of videos that you know you should actually check out, which are the um, from the Clean Coders, uh, uh, Uncle Bob, Robert Martin guy who kind of formed, you know, really he kind of abrogated and formed these concrete five principles from his his past experience and also other people's. And um, yeah, he talks about each individual one in the videos. I mean, I, I read the book, but I actually prefer videos. I'm quite yeah, I do. Yeah, I like the video. I like that. I find I kind of consume the information better in that form. Yeah, the thing um, that's drummed in through through all five of them is is interface, 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 isn't it? <laughs> well, it's, I mean, well, so interface segregation, yeah, definitely that yeah. that one. Um, you know, and like open close principle is very important. Um, you know, the whole fact that it should be open for change but closed for um, modification close modification yeah so you can open it you know yeah you see yeah boom you know so you'd be able to open it to you know add add stuff you know well to inherit it and you know to extend it to open for extension close for modification um and then close because you shouldn't have to change it because once you've got that you shouldn't change well the problem yeah and that it seems to be one of the more dangerous ones out because yeah if you if you change then you are risking break (laughs) and but it's hard though because then it goes really hard because then you're signing yourself up for this thing. And there's another parallel thing, which is Greg Young talked about, is deletable code. Every bit of code you write should be easily deletable. Because, you know, if you're going to be signing yourself up, oh, no, but I can't get rid of it because it's, you know, this rule says that I, it's closed. It can't be changed, you know? It's like, well, mm. also, there's this other kind of like idea that you should be able to delete any code you want as long as you can write it. As long, any code you write should be, you know, be able to be rewritten in about a day or something. So... Yeah, it, it just swings and roundabouts. Um, I'm really beginning to understand how much of an art form it is. Yeah, I mean, the one that I do thinks the the easiest kind of to to, to kind of work with single responsibility is very subjective. List of substitution principle, mm-hmm. which is it's the guy who made list of I mean, substitution. The idea that that's to do with interfaces, isn't uh, it? Well, it's to do with contracts, kind of thing, where any subclass you use, the parent should be able to. You should be able to use like the parent would. So the, the example there is, I think it's best to give an example, is um, say we've got a rubber duck. Okay, <laughs> this is going to be weird. You've got a rubber duck. So you've got a rubber duck class. And this rubber duck um, has a class, like it has a name, maybe uh, swim or whatever they do. Um, that method's fine. But I extend that class with a electric rubber duck. And that swim requires... That's da- dangerous, that is. That's, you don't want, you don't want an electric know. rubber duck. Um, that swim method requires batteries to operate this thing now because it's not, you know, a rubber duck, you know, kind of different way. Now, to actually do that, when I construct this rubber duck, I have to provide it with some batteries. But that's now gone against the... print. You know, I can't use that in the same way that I could use its parent class. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. the parent class I could use without having to provide it batteries. Now this method requires me to provide batteries. Maybe it throws an exception. And that's where it gets into it, where 
Right. If I, if my, this is how I kind of reason with it is that you know by extending a class and I'm then re-implementing the method, or I'm extending the method, you know, kind of adding a, a, to a method in my subclasses, I cannot throw a, a exception where my other class would have thrown would not have thrown an exception. Right. Because it's not, un, I can't, you know, that contract's changed. Even though I, I you know, with polymorphism, I should be able to better use it as the parent class and expect it to work in the same way even though under the hoods it's used in the subclass so yeah i think i've explained i hope i have like it sounds no, weird yeah, the rubber duck idea sense, yeah. for me but the rubber duck with the electric rubber duck then makes sense because it's kind of like oh yeah there's a dependency now that on on batteries and i don't know why <laughs> um maybe that's how <laughs> i thought, I I thought it was a brilliant example um, actually but yeah and then of course you've got the integrate interface segregation and that's the idea that in compiled languages really it takes a long time if you've got a big code base to change things and to deploy things. And if you change one thing and then it requires you to change a lot of things, you know, compile a lot of things and then deploy them, it's a bit of a pain in the ass. And also it's about not letting things people know too much about you. Because so say in the case of this rubber duck, again, and I'm passing in some batteries. Now, I could pass in some AA batteries. I could pass in a big old, you know, power mains battery. Now, I don't care what it is as long as it's got maybe a i don't know like withdraw method charge. which would a charge yeah or a withdraw <laughs> method that gives me the like so I will doing my best a, to help you I, yeah, <laughs> I will pass in a interface which has and these you know all these different battery types will implement this interface and all i care about is having this charge method because if i know too much about it say now i'm like oh this battery yeah it can pass in you know and then I think, actually, yeah, I want it to use, you know, I know it's now a power mains battery, so I'm going to use this other method. Well, that actually then breaks it because then it knows too much about the other class because if I want to change other class, I now need to know I need to change this class. So it's all about kind of these contracts, these small finite contracts and integration of like, you know, separating these contracts out and then they can implement multiple contracts if they want, but you can only, you will only know about the methods you need to know about, not the whole class. Yeah, if that makes sense, that is the weirdest. Yeah, no, it does. I, I, no, I wanted to do like a solid. Video I, watched. I, I really want to do like a solid principles kind of talk thing, but it's so I don't. I think I still don't understand them a hundred percent. So I want to like problem, tell problem people. Problem is, you you could find yourself just never writing anything because you you're well, gonna get get one line oh, into a bit of code. You're like, oh no, hang on, that this, risk's I mean, not conforming it, to. It kind of, you go by the fact of, oh, but I'm breaking these rules. This is awful code. But it's like, actually, it's working. And it is working. Like, mm. if it's doing the job they want. And that's the pragmatic approach where, look, I will work and I will do as much as I can. And I will abide by these principles as much as I can. But also, I need to weigh that with the fact of how complex this situ- this implementation will be. And the trade-offs of, should I abstract it out now? Should I abstract it out later? Should I never even bother abstracting it out? Because it's not going to be valuable to the prob- you know to solving the problem. Um, and then it goes into this whole weird thing like business value you know is it valuable to the business that I break this out because maybe if I don't break this out you know eventually we'll get this technical debt which is awful or will it not matter and maybe this code will be deleted in a week where we don't need it so what's the point of abstracting out and yeah it's very wishy-washy very much it's it's part of the reason why I like algorithms so much because it's like algorithms make sense they do their job you know and you can kind of work out but with this type of design stuff it's very much kind of art form it's like what people you know and like what the problem is and what this you know what you need to solve and how you need to solve it and how much time you've given got given and how much you know now to how much other people know and yeah 
anyway, that uh, <laughs> kind of rambling on there. No, no, no. that's good. Um, it's it's interesting and it's and it's complex stuff, but it's yeah, it's a. Uh, very much a focal point of what I'm learning no, it's at the good, moment. Man. You, so. you, you'll love it, honestly. I, these these video series, this video series is just amazing, and the book Clean Coders. I've actually got a copy of it. I could give you um, a real paper copy. Uh, so you know, it really is worthwhile. Really is. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's. I mean, Fraser's doing a lot of learning as well. I, I, I've, I don't know if it's an age thing, but I do really enjoy the learning curve. Oh, I really do. Yeah, it's it's, it's amazing. It's it can one be of, very, very frustrating, but it's it's that so fi- yeah, it's that feeling of so I don't rewarding. know anything to then actually I now know this. Yeah, it's like no crap. Actually, I I get it yeah. now. Yeah, yeah and then or, I don't even get like there's never even when I seem to be learning stuff, I never seem to have like the epiphany moment of oh that's how it's done. Yeah, this I, now I get it. It's always a case of like I'll be working on something else, and then it has to implement this thing that I was trying to learn, and I'll do it, and I'll and think like, oh, I'll ten minutes later I'll be like. Hang on a second, I just did that. <laughs> like, and that—that's—that's that's my mind. Like, I don't—I don't have. Yeah, this kind of big light bulb. The aha oh, moment. Yeah, so, oh, if I do that, like, I never have that. It's always a case of, okay, well, I, apparently, I know that now. Like, it just <laughs> like, yeah, yeah it, it would be nice if yeah. you did just level up, but you never yeah. level up. You never yeah. get that feeling of like, diding. I've leveled up. It just kind Ooh, of. That was like my happens. epiphany the other day when I when I WhatsApped you and said, Ed, I've just used an anonymous function. <laughs> and I actually yeah. knew what I was and using it, it for. And you used it for the problem you were trying to solve, and it's pretty cool, isn't it? That it I, don't, I don't know why it took so long for my head to get around them. I mean, I, now, I, now I'm there. And, these stumbling and I had to use a closure as well, because I needed to get a user ID. Yes. And it, so I was like, right, I need the user <laughs> ID available inside of here. Oh, yeah, that's probably a closure. Let's see if it is. And it was. So, Boom. And but that's it, the genius. That's the cool thing about learning. It's like the gift that keeps on giving because oh it is yeah you're always going to be able to learn and it's so much fun that's what i love being in this industry because you always get to learn yeah and if and it's kind of is a drug to learn this stuff because it kind of you keep there's always so much you can learn there's always yeah. something else you it can, would get very boring very fast if i know we it, didn't get to yeah do new stuff and that's the nice thing about you know working in places and also in your own free time is then having these resources online to be able to learn because yes it's so exactly. cool man that's, that's why i'm why i'm deliberately making time out of my day every day to make sure i'm doing these things yeah. i think that's really good i think because it's yeah, very easy yourself, to stand still yeah that's it yeah it can be it can be kind of easy to set like yeah kind of become complacent but yeah. if you kind of especially if you look online if you follow people online if you follow people in the real world you know and if they're doing things and you kind of like i don't know if you like me like i want to like if someone else knows it and i don't know it it's like i really want to know that now yeah um I, actually i've just sent you a link a random link um that i found this week from the Atom IO project, which is the GitHub's own uh, text news? editor. Oh yeah, yeah. And I still never got my my thing for that. I did apply. Oh, did you really not? No. <laughs> oh, I don't know if it's actually just free now. I think you can oh, just go on there. But maybe, this is yeah. quite. Cool. Oh, emoticons. Yeah, this is quite cool. So they use for yeah, Git messages. They 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 do all the you know the, the the things you normally would do in a Git commit, like use the present tense, use imperative mood, so move cursor yep. to, not moves cursor to, limit the first line to seventy two characters reference issues and pull requests liberally and then they just come up with this which is i think genius is consider starting the commit message with the applicable emoji and like they've got like lipstick when improving the format structure of the code so people can just like look at this racehorse when improving the performance lock when dealing with security fire when removing code or files bug when fixing a bug checkered flag when fixing uh, something on windows apple when fixing something on um, mac os x penguin when fixing something on linux I just think it's clever. Like this, these little emoticons will give a lot of information, a lot of context yes, quickly will, yeah. for what you do. Right. Like, I think it's just clever. 
I, Fraser, I really just, like it. I've just clicked on the link that you that you pasted in as well. The use oh, ES6 yes, yes, today. You you I look a lot not... like you look like you look a lot like Doctor Ash Axel Rushmeyer. Axel Rush Rushmeyer on there. Like. I've not seen it. Is that? <laughs> oh, I do you? We've both oh, got no doctor. hair. Hello, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> There's oh. a resemblance. Oh yeah, yeah. This was yeah. something that um, one of my colleagues dug Ooh. out last weekend and sent me. Ground. I'm actually had a proper look at it, but just when Ed was talking about um, ECMA six six. Oh, um, well, this kind of gives you a rundown of things. That's yeah, cool. and it lets you use it. I, I, I don't know if it's a. I, I'm going to use a word that I don't even know what it means. I don't know if it's a polyfill. Is that the right word? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, no, yeah, that's oh, the one. I mean, polyfill is just it is yeah. like you know, like the the brand thing that we have for for pot filling up holes. Yep. In, in Richie, that's what it means. It's like, All right, wicked. it's like cool, yeah. you have a I'm hole in. in this in this like in browser that we yep. can polyfill. We can actually just pretend like it exists until it exists. So like, uh, it's like fixing it. That, I mean, that's uh, what they use it polyfill. They just use that word because it's funny. Yeah, no, I've not actually read it yet. I've just sort of pasted a link in in case it was any of interest to you guys. But from oh, what no, I understand, it is a polyfill that will let you use ECMAScript 6 now, which looks pretty cool. See, this is have, cool you go, have you guys looked at any of the NoSQL things? This is uh, one of the things I want to... It's like a... But I mean... Isn't it just saving everything in text pads? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I'm just, it's like file-based. I mean, it, they, are, they have their uses... But everyone thinks, again, everyone's like, this is the solution, this is the saviour, MongoDB's the saviour, etc., etc., where, you know, relational databases solve a problem, and so will these. Like, you've got a lot of different solutions, uh, different products that will solve other things and a NoSQL movement, in quotes. Um, there's actually a really good book called Seven Databases in Seven Weeks, and I've actually got a hard copy of that too, which is quite <laughs> weird for me. Um, and what that is, is it's like, talks about relational databases, it talks about document databases which is like mongo it talks about key value databases like yep. react and um redis and they it shows you the pros and cons and the cap theory which is like you can only have what is it like you can only have th- two of these things which you can have consistency availability or oh, what's the other one tolerance i think it is oh no uh, persistence sorry consistency availability or persistence mm-hmm. so you you can either have consistency and availability but you can't have persistence or you can have availability and persistence, but you couldn't have consistency or something. And yeah. it's quite interesting. Like you, you really, there's no one size fits all. We all kind of assume that like a, a you know, a relational database, I oh, would just going to use that. But for different projects, we've kind of come into this new world of like, Oh, we can actually use different database stores and stuff for different things. Yeah. Which is quite cool. Mm. Yeah. I can't make my mind up whether to, I mean, I like my SQL. I don't, I, well, I mean, I've kind of shifted my liking to Postgres now, and I would actually, yeah. I would actually say, have a look at Postgres. Okay, you will. Like that's been it. around for quite a long time. Yeah, hasn't it? and yeah. it's kind of like the dev love. Postgres has got some very cool features, like and a lot more advanced stuff that you can do. You can do like windowing, where you can do like these really cool uh, indexing, but like a lot more advanced indexing mm-hmm. of things. Uh, and also, you can do stuff like it has so many more data types, like JSON data types. You can store stuff in JSON formats. You can actually yeah. use it like a document database. That's cool. Um, and yeah, Postgres just is the database that keeps on giving because they keep updating it and they keep adding so many cool features. Yeah. That I mean, I used to be on MySQL. Really, I was only on MySQL because that's what I knew, and that's what we used to use at work. So yeah. I kind of learned that, and I learned how to, you know, do master slave stuff with that and everything. But now I'm using Postgres, and I'm like, if I was doing my own projects now, and I needed a relational database, I would use Postgres. Yeah. Um, Have you spent any time with uh, with local storage? This is probably this is uh, slightly, slightly a bit of a tangent. No, that's all right. Uh, no, I, I haven't actually. 
It's yeah, I always have a real, a real headache with it. It's just, it's fine. It's just kind of like the same way you use sessions and cookies and stuff, I guess. Just a key um, value kind of set that. Exactly, yeah. Um, but I was having a real struggle with it, and just in case anyone gets something different, like I'd saved an array into it, and then I was doing like a, I was trying to work out if a value was in this array that I'd saved to local storage. And I must have spent about an hour like this isn't working. And then like every time a console logged this value, it wasn't coming up with an array. It was coming up with like just a comma separated thing, and it took me such a long time. And I had to do a bit of a, a bit of a Google to find out because you can't save arrays into local storage. It's save you save data as JSON. Oh, you have so to when when I was putting yeah. Code. So when I was saving an an array into local storage, it was automatically joining it with a comma. Yep. So I was just getting a comma separated list, and I just thought it was like a quirk in in the console. I was like, oh, it's just, it's just spitting the array like out. That, yeah, yeah. It's just playing like that. But uh, yeah, it turned out it was a real pain. But it was oh, easily man. stored by kind of JSON encoding and then JSON decoding it afterwards. But it was it's like so it was one of those yeah. one of those like real idiot like beat your head against the wall moments. And it's yeah. So well, if no, anybody has any issues, just, it's when it's when you don't expect it. I mean, actually, in that kind of case, actually, it's kind of doing something bad. It's kind of doing something for you that you don't expect it to do yes so actually yeah. it's their fault because even though they think they're trying to be clever by you know oh we'll just be save you some time we'll just save yeah. it like this well you don't know you're going to be saving it really it would actually be better for it to throw and say look we can't save an array yeah don't oh, i'll go with that like, yeah that yeah because then you'd be like oh then. i can't save an array of course i need to string a f- like i can only save strings or something so yeah it's not your fault it's their fault that's what i like just blame them you know yeah, they, I'm, they I'm shouldn't stop that. they should stop being so clever you know with like trying yeah. to make it, you know, <laughs> stop being don't be stop clever. trying to help me out i know exactly because you didn't help me out because i spent yeah. hours working out why you say and they even didn't, didn't even save it in a json format they saved it like, exactly in, yeah. in a format that you could easily break like so yeah God, these people, you know. Yeah, that was real, yeah. Because I, I spent so much time like console logging and using that debugger function as well. And it's like I'm kind of I'm inspecting the value and it's inspecting the value I'm looking for and inspecting the array in quotes. Yeah, in quotes. Yep. Yeah, and then it was like, no, that number's a hundred percent in there. <laughs> and I'm like, for the love of God! And then yeah, kind of did a search What's saying, going like, on here? yeah, trying to trying to do it. And I think it was an underscore in array. Underscore's a good JavaScript library. Oh, which, underscore's awesome, isn't it? Like, yeah, there's really a couple cool. of, like, it just saves you from having to, yeah, implement that. There's a lot of redundancy between when you're using that and jQuery. There's a lot of stuff that's kind of yeah, overlapping, which is a bit unnecessary. So, so I say unnecessary, but. At work, do you still use then jQuery? Is that kind of a default go to? It is, as well? yeah. Yeah, I yeah. just love jQuery. Like, jQuery is <laughs> awesome. It's just too, like, I, I know jQuery better than, not better than I should. Because obviously you can't know it too well, but I know it too you know, much because I rely on it too much. Well, no, I think yeah, you know. same here. I would say it's like I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, even though people are going out of fashion with it, it's still pretty much part of the web. Like you just expect jQuery to be there, dollar to be jQuery. Oh, it's a wonderful thing, jQuery. Um, you it know, and everyone's got it in their caches, so why not use yeah. it? But no, no, that's cool, man. That's cool. Like, yeah, um, I do have a random tangent myself, actually. Uh, just before, and then I will stop talking. Is actually so. I, I, I was talking to you, uh, Lou, today about my like media server setup at home. Yeah, and um, I thought actually I'd send you the links of what I've got because I'm actually quite happy now with my setup. So I used this thing called XBMC. Well, now it's called Kodi, and um, it's a. I actually use the distribution, which is an Ubuntu distribution, with it on, and I've got like a little net top box that I use that stores. I've got a Drobo, which is like redundant RAID storage, and I have my my media on there and then i'm able to play it from my from my computer or through my tv and stuff hooked up to for hdmi which is awesome um and then i've also added on there so people who are at, it, at home can use it and also can use it at work and my then my girlfriend can use it at her house like subsonic 
And Subsonics is Java application, which allows you to store your media like um, and view it and display and play it through the web browser, which is quite cool. Um, I also then have Transmission, which is the blue, uh, BitTorrent ISO downloads. You know, obviously what do you use that for? Linux distributions primarily. Um, <laughs> seeding those. Um, so that's all you're going to get from me. Uh, is and, so I've got those two set up, and and the way that I get around. So I then use so th- these are all set up on separate ports. I use like port uh, 66E for Subsonic's own um, server. They use Jetty in there, I think, and then Transmission uses its own one on 7070. I use that. It's so a 6060 and 7070. And I could have opened those ports up to the real world. So the real world, I could have gone in and used it. But I thought, actually, it'd be quite nice to use something like Nginx and like use a reverse proxy. And what actually happens is those ports are only locally accessible. And then Nginx, I actually then route them using Nginx to those ports kind of internally, which is quite cool. So to the real world, and then I've set that up. So port 80 on my IP address to the real world. Um, then just goes to Nginx. I can then use something like I use those HTTP digest, like simple authentication that allows then all of us to come into the house, like go into it, access these different services all through like a normal, nice, you know, forward slash music, forward slash transmission torrents or whatever. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's working really well. And actually I've got a subdomain on my own domain that I use for my IP and stuff. So I, I just think like yeah, if you if you ever thinking about like setting up a media kind of center thing, just with NetTop Box, like think about Cody and also think about Subsonic. Like it's so cool. It's like it's like Spotify, but just for your media collection that you've already got, and you can use it like on your mobile and stuff. And you can there's oh, apps cool. for it that you can like. That sounds really cool. And, yeah. Also, no need for iCloud and all that stuff. Well, no, I mean this is for the cool thing, and, and yeah, it's really quite spiffy. And like there was another thing I started using which was OwnCloud, which was kind of like a Dropbox, your own Dropbox, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, I I did end up going back to Dropbox because they have like a terabyte for like seventy pound a year, and I thought for my pictures and stuff I just load it up on there. So, but yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of like if you if you want to set up your own server, there's a lot of tools out there that you can use, and a lot of services, a lot of like these things. And there's another one I'm looking at now is Plex, um, which one of my, my housemates Dave he mentioned. So I'm looking into that now, but. At the moment, these these seem to be doing well, and it's pretty cool that I can just access my media whenever I want, wherever I want at home. I mean, like at work, you know, at lunchtime, I may watch like break, like uh, Breaking Bad. Well, my girlfriend's watching that, or I, I watch like Brooklyn Nine Nine, and you just yeah, it's pretty cool. Check what your torrents are doing and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Those Linux distributions. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's me. <laughs> that's me. Kind of that's my ramble uh, for the day. Awesome. Anyway, has anyone a phrase? Have you got anything else you would like to? No, I've. I think I've. I've touched on everything that i wanted to wanted to bring up um mm. yes. yes 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 i have and lewis anything else you would like to talk about sir uh, i don't think so at this particular moment in time no mine was mainly talking about the aop stuff which we've done so no, that's cool man that was interesting like talk. yeah let me know how you're going with the solid prints yeah and it, it very much is a learn. i've still am learning it's a learning curve of like oh man actually that makes sense and yeah. yeah, it's cool that Jeffrey Way's doing that. Laracos, I kind yeah, of he's feel, doing a brilliant job. I kind of feel it? bad, not bad, but I kind of feel maybe it was a discredit to himself, like to call it Laracasts. If he's going to yeah. be touching on so many different things other than Laravel, it very yeah. much kind of makes you think shoehorns him. Yeah, into like only doing Laravel stuff, which I know is like the hip cool thing, but why not this material? If, if obviously it's being used for a lot of other things, I think yeah. people kind of get that with like the uh, Uncle Bob stuff and the Martin Fowler, where it's very much Java centric. But really, it could be done with a lot of other languages. You could, you know, this these things could cross over into other languages. Yeah. It, even with frameworks, it's like why 
say you're only doing it, you know, Laracast, it's obviously a Laravel, uh, Laravel, you know, video casting. Yeah. But actually, if these things are not for that, then call it something else. Just call it casts. Exactly. <laughs> Just for anything, you know. So maybe one day I want to do any, you know, yoga or something, you know. There you go. Yeah. Jeffrey Way does to- yoga. It's worth subscribing just just for Jeffrey Way himself because he, you know, to me, he's probably one of the best guys out there for for teaching and making stuff understandable. So absolutely. So yeah, so I I, I don't watch a massive amount of the Laravel videos because I don't really actively use Laravel at the moment. Yeah. Whether that will change, whether whether I'll pick that over Symphony, I don't know. So that, like that's a, there, was a, there was a topic there actually. Your own framework, yes. Yeah, so are you thinking then of moving away from using your own framework and going back to one of the other ones, or? Well, possibly. I mean, that this is kind of tying back into what I said about me realizing that a lot of the code wasn't wasn't probably as good as it needed to be. So, for the, for the purposes of using it in production and the possibilities of maybe having to share it with other people and other people yeah. using it, then it makes sense to use a a mainstream framework, I guess. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm back and forth with it at the moment. And and what are the what are the likely ones you got? Like so, Laravel um, Five, Symphony. Well, I'm be, or... be interested to see what they what they do with the new Code Igniter, if anything. Code Igniter Three. Wow. Yeah. Because that was my my first framework love. So uh, you know, you always have your love, a, your first love. You know, you never forget. I hold a torch. And uh, oh god, what was the other one? Uh, I'll lie. Name some names. Kate my mind's gone blank. Kahana. Yee. Yee. No. No. Yeah, I love Yee. Actually, love no, I've, Yee's all right. Ye- no, Yee's I've, got better, hasn't it, I think? Like, yeah. Um, it, it might have been Kahana, actually. No, it's not Kahana. Oh. Cake? Talk, talk amongst yourselves, but no, uh, Cake, possibly. Yeah, what was the other But one? that's not the one. I, hold on. I'm talk amongst yourselves for well, two seconds. There is seconds. another app that actually I wouldn't mind just, I started using a couple of days ago. Um, you know, like in good old Windows, you can actually, I'm going to actually say Windows 7 even, you could drag with Windows ah. and say, like, I can drag this over to the side and it will use up half the screen. Oh, that's that. cool. I like that. Yeah, that is cool. And you don't do that on the Mac and it really no. annoys me. Yeah. Um, so I found this app and it's like, pretty cheap, but then it, it makes uh, your, um, what is it, like the full screen mode that you, for scroll B, yeah. scroll, full screen button, which now gets ruined because it now is a full screen button on yeah. Yosemite where it used to just be expanding and zooming it. It makes that into like the ability to then just yeah be able to move it around easily, and you can use it as keyboard shortcuts and stuff. So you can easily That's set up your cool. screen, especially on yeah. a laptop where you real estate real estate is like yeah. vital, and you don't have to mess around with like oh this is you know only half the yeah. So anyway, yeah. go for it. I, fa- I found Falcon. Falcon, oh yeah, Falcon PHP, the C one. Oh yeah, that because be interesting. the interesting thing. I look at job adverts a lot, not not because I'm specifically looking for a job, but. I'm quite interested to see well, just what looking kind what's of skills out there and yeah, what, seeing, what they kind yeah. of what they want. Seeing, and stuff. seeing what skills people are looking for, basically, and and I'm seeing Falcon crop up a lot, which that's seems cool. a bit that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, just on a lot of the things I've seen, I've said about Falcon and looking on the um, the framework thing for uh, 2014. Uh, Falcon actually comes in behind Laravel. Well, so, what's that? Have you got a link then for the most popular frameworks? Point, best PHP frameworks 2014. Oh, Laravel. Falcon Symphony Two, Code Igniter, Ye or a Cake, and then I mean I'm guessing Zenders. Forget about it now. Well, I, I mean it's, it's 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 again like Symphony where it's big companies use it. Um, yeah. So is that how how do they do their stats? I'm always intrigued. And is it like downloads? Because I don't know if all these companies and people actually distribute their how many they download and. Uh, or is it literally just like I think it's maybe this. just them going? Actually, I prefer this one to this one for now. Some, someone could have actually made this list. 
Actually, no. This this um, this graph is at the end of 2013. Sorry, ah. not 14. Maybe ah. we maybe three days. We should make our own list of favorite. We should, yeah. And stuff for so develop, yeah, developers of frameworks. If you want to pay us some money, yeah, you we're, may we're get just, a higher place in your so. frameworks. You know, yeah. like. <laughs> So tell but, well, how much do you want yeah. to do just to put Laravel at the top? <laughs> but the the main framework on job adverts that I see is still Symphony and always yeah. has been yeah. more and more Laravel these days. But on on mainstream like um, I don't know, job is job and those kind of sites, not the actual like stat careers and those kind of things. The Symphony is asked for a lot more from what I've seen it's than Laravel. Very business oriented. It's a very good framework for it. Um, yeah. It is very good. So it's just it kind of as a PHP developer, it feels like something that I have to have in my in my armor. I think I think you just learn a lot from it. I mean, I've learned a lot from using it. Um, And yeah, you can kind of. I mean, that's a nice thing. But I think with frameworks and stuff, I I find them more of a learning tool as well as using. Yeah, absolutely. uh, You know, like you learn. Like I remember learning loads from using Cognitor. I remember learning loads from using Laravel. I remember loads now from using Symphony. Yeah. Um, You know, like the Python world, I've learned quite a bit from using Django and yeah you kind of just learn stuff from using you know how they've built things and how they've used the language and stuff like that I can't can't recommend highly enough people to seriously build their own PHP framework just as a just as an exercise in your own time if nothing else yeah yeah, Yeah, because you've definitely because I mean the way you speak about it and stuff you know you're saying oh this code now obviously you're thinking but then that that shows how much growth you've been able to do because of actually building this and it's actually I think you should get some blogging going on, sir, about how you implemented something one way and you, yep. now you think you should do it another way. Because I, I think you can get it up on GitHub as well. Like, cause yes, sir. We want this on GitHub, but you're still yeah. not letting us on it. Because it'll be good to have it, like, even in terms of... You, obviously, you're not looking for work now, but if in the future you're looking for work, it shows so much, like... Care like, and Get up and go and, and care, and, like, that you yeah. actually... Yeah, you, you care. Because, yeah, if you've got your own framework out there, like, how many people have built their own framework? Like, I'd never do it. Because I'm well, lazy. Everyone, everyone's, <laughs> everyone's saying don't reinvent the wheel. I just, I really, really hate that attitude. But it's not inventing because it, it, it's learning. Wheels so are perfect like, anyway. Like you can't better wheels, perfect, but yeah. yeah. No, undefeated. Yeah. If 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 no if no one if everyone stops reinventing the wheel, then all right, everything grinds to a halt right now, doesn't it? But it's, yeah. it it seems to be seems to be an okay phrase to use in the web world, but it's yeah. it's not one that sits well with me, and not one that I'll yeah. ever. No, it shouldn't. Absolutely, Matt. Sorry. Sorry about that, by the way, that random I... I, I was going to say. Um, I, I accidentally... So I've got, like, the micro U, uh, Uber key, um, like the micro little thing you can plug into your laptop. It's actually quite cool because it fits... Oh, so is that one of your passwords, then? That Well, that's actually a random password. If I press it again, you'll get another one. Like, it's a proper... <laughs> oh, God, yeah. yeah. So there you go. There's another one. Uh, but if you accidentally press it, it obviously then spits out this lovely gibberish. Um, so Ed's Gmail password. C-C-C-C-C-C-D-L. But, yeah... Sorry about that. But no, I, I, uh, Lou, I agree completely, though. I mean, people do kind of, you know, obviously reinventing will is bad in the sense if you just write it because you want to write it for the, for the sheer fact of you don't want to touch anyone else's code. Um, if, it, if it's something if it's that you know you thing, can do yourself, obviously, then yeah, yeah fair enough. But if, if, but if I it's don't know, learning, if you're, rely, if you're relying on, on something else and there's the risk of that thing breaking and then you're in trouble, then that's dangerous, I think. And, and if you don't, you know, spend the time to learn it, because as I say, like, half the reason why I use frameworks, or half the reason why I like using frameworks is because I learn stuff from them, um, mm. you know, and, and you pick up ways of doing things. And, yeah, it's... I, I think the one thing to learn is to never get, like, kind of tied down to one thing, because, you know, I mean, I was upset when Coding Night kind of fell, 
But at the same time, it was like, well, actually, you know, new things come up, new people, you know, different things. And you don't want to get too stuck down to one thing. Have those Canadians think, started doing anything notable with Cody uh, Knight we, Well, we've got Cody Knight F3. Um, and is it out now? I think it is out, available. Um, let me have a look. No. I, think, I, don't I, know whether, like I don't know whether it's actually complete. Seems a bit soon. But there is actually... Um, like so what happened was i think we talked about last week was 5.2 is the release like their lowest php release that you can do with it and Mm -hmm. and people were a lot very much kind of like oh dear that's not good but yeah you can download there you go you can download the development so if you want to play around with it guys uh go for it i might do that tonight actually have a little play see see what you think about it oh cool oh well anyway guys i think i haven't got anything else to say i don't know if you guys have got anything else to say no i'm good awesome good I think it's been an awesome podcast, guys. And yeah, nice chatting away. Yeah, nice Absolutely. Chat. We had a couple of good topics there. Well, a lot of good topics, actually. And uh, we will see you next week, guys. Beautiful. Take care. Bye. Nice, nice Bye. To meet you. You've been listening to Three Devs and a Maybe. You can contact us at contact at threedevsandamaybe.com or follow us on Twitter at the number three, Devs and a Maybe.